Welcome to Cat Talk Radio with your host, Molly DeVos. Molly is a cat expert and certified feline training and behavior specialist. With her expertise and her guests, you'll learn how to interpret and control behavior issues with your cat, how to entertain and converse with them, and keep up on the latest feline news around the world. Now, here is Molly DeVos. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cat Talk Radio. I'm your host, Molly DeVos, and today we're going to talk about redirected aggression. But before we jump into that topic, let me introduce and welcome to the show, as usual, my handsome husband and supporter, Dewey Vaughn. Hello, my beautiful love, and hello to all of you cat fans out there in the great big cat world. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the show today. As usual, my beloved wife has done a lot of research and has come up with another great show, I'm sure. So, as we get into this, but before we get into this, maybe we should start off with a bonding ticket tip of the week. Is that right? Yeah, 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 yeah. We need to do that. And this week's bonding tip, well, first of all, let me back up. All the bonding tips are sponsored by Vitacraft. And in my opinion, Vitacraft makes the best cat treats out there. They are a German-based company, and they make these small-batch, high-quality, really great cat treats. And they're working hard to expand their line of cat treats and really promote them this year. So check them out. We're actually carrying them in our store. So there's, you know, soft push-up things. There's food toppers. There's kind of typical, not hard treats, but they're softish treats and all kinds of stuff. They're all amazing. Pico loves them all, and I think your cat will too. So the bonding tip of this week, graciously provided by Vitacraft, is slow blink to your cat. So, you know, when you're staring at your cat, you know, and last week we talked about staring and how staring can be confrontational because when two cats that don't know each other lock gaze and they don't blink and their eyes are real wide, or if you're working in a shelter, you've seen it with cats that are really frightened. They're just staring at you really wide eyed and they don't blink. Well, that's a confrontational gesture. But when a cat blinks, slow blinks, then that means that it's a it's kind of a uh, a sign of trust. So, you know, if your cat is staring at you, maybe because they're afraid of something and they're looking at you to see how you might react to it, you can slow blink back to your cat as a sign of reassurance, right? <laughs> it's a it's a gesture of trust. And listen to Dave, he's like, oh, is that why you're, I thought you just had something in your eye when you were it just is, It just kind of hit right? me funny real quick as you, as you're saying that, because I could just see people staring at their cat for long periods of time in this staring contest going on. <laughs> yeah, and it's not good, and that's why we talked about that last week. That's not, yeah. you know, makes a cat really uneasy when you do that. So be sure to do lots of slow blinks. It's a, you know, it, it's a gesture of trust. It says, I feel safe enough around you to close my eyes. It's also been called a kitty kiss. You know, it's it's one of the signs we watch for in a shelter setting to confirm that cats are like settling into their environment. If they feel comfortable enough to slow blink, you'll see it like when they're needing a soft blanket or something like that. And they'll squint their eyes and they'll slow blink. 
So give your kitty a little eye blink kiss, slow blink <laughs> to them. They're going to appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man. i want to see you trying that after the show Pico. <laughs> no, i'm, I'm gonna get that uh, on video y'all staring contest with the <laughs> cat is just sounds like it's over the top but okay <laughs> <laughs> so let's dive into the rest of the show and what is redirected aggression well redirected aggression in in cats a little different but different species but in cats it's when the cat becomes reacts aggressively to something other than the source of the frustration or stimulation, you know, so they'll see or hear or smell something that causes them to be afraid or stimulated or aroused. And then they redirect that frustration on whoever's closest to them. You know, I guess I could relate that to, you know, I guess something as um, when I was in high school and and I get pissed off at one person and um, really read. I mean, I can remember being really mad at some guy that I just wanted to hit. And I turned around and redirected that aggression toward my best friend that was right there, you know, almost to the point where I almost yeah. wanted to hit him. He didn't do anything. He just was in in there. So I could see where that meaning kind of happens and comes comes out and we do that often too probably yeah so, well not uh, clearly not to each other thank goodness no, but no 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 but i mean <laughs> as, as a species as a as humans doing that i know you and i don't do that at all but you know i can see where that probably happens quite often you know a, a guy gets pissed off and uh at somebody that cut him off and he redirects some of that aggression to his wife or to, or to the kid. next person who calls yeah, <laughs> right something yeah i could see yeah. where that, and that kids goes. you know i think it happens a lot we see it a lot in kids you know they mom scolds them or they get in trouble for something and then they take it out on the brother or sister because you know they're just so frustrated and they can't go deal with it with mom or they'll get their butts kicked so they take right. it out on you know, something else. So yeah, hard day at work and you take it out on your spouse, that kind of thing. So yeah, that that's what that's what we're talking about. All right. Well then give us some examples of a situation where a cat might be aggressive to another cat because of some of that external stimuli. So the most classic example is your cat sees another cat outside and feels like it's going to invade their territory and they can't get to it. So he attacks the roommate cat who just walked up. That's the okay. classic example. Okay, so how serious is this form of aggression between cats? Because, I mean, you, it could get very serious if you apply it to the human side where, you know, some guy slaps his kids because somebody else pissed him off. You know, I could yeah with that. Yeah, how serious is it with cats? It's pretty serious. It can be very serious, and sometimes it can last a a long time because cats have very long memories and they really anchor those emotions around another being. So when they get highly aroused and stimulated and then they turn around and there's this aggressive thing where their emotions are at its highest. And so whatever that thing was that they turned around and, and engaged with, whether that's another cat or you, then that smell and, and sight and sound of you or that other cat is always going to trigger those highly aroused emotions. So it can take a long time to fix that. So what do you do 
in the case of one cat seeing another outside and then becoming aggressive, how do you de de-escalate that? Well, we actually have a whole podcast titled Outside Cats and Intercat Aggression. We did it a while ago, but it it dives deeply into how to mitigate that situation. But you know, the first thing you need to do is is block the source of the frustration, which means block the view. Um, I always recommend putting up window film. There's this great kind of frosted, smoky window film that's static clings, so it's not permanent. And you put it about two feet up from the floor so your cat can no longer see outside, but you still get light in and and that sort of thing. So that's the that's the first thing you got to do. And then you've got to separate the cats. You take the cat that was initially stimulated and you put it in a sanctuary room, just as if he were a new cat coming into the environment. And then you've got to start that reintroduction kind of process. You've got to have lots and lots and lots of positive reinforcement between the cats to reestablish those good associations. And, you know, positive reinforcement in that situation looks like you know, feeding them on either side of a barrier door and then, you know, lots of treats when they're around one another and, and things like that. It's a long process. So you indicated that a cat could also take the aggression out on humans. So what what does that look like? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's it's really just about whoever is closest at the time. You know, if, if you might have two cats and the other cat's asleep on the other end of the house and your cat sees another cat outside and you see it sitting there looking all cute by the window and you walk up and try to pet it thinking nothing's wrong because cat's not outwardly showing those signs of aggression or maybe there's a little tail flick you missed and the cat turns around and bites you, you know, so that can look like that. So, you know, I could see that happening because you don't know. I mean, they, they see stuff that you don't. So you wouldn't even mm -hmm. know that they saw a cat outside. You know, and right. like you said, they just looking all cute and fuzzy right there. And all of a sudden they saw, you know, a couple of cats outside and then wham, they they go at you. So what other causes of redirected aggression are there? Well, there's loud noises, like if you drop a pan in the kitchen, anything mm -hmm. that could startle the cat suddenly um, could be the sound of another cat. You remember when we were fostering blueberry? Blueberry is a cat we fostered yeah, that had yeah. um, buckshot in, in sadly in it in its spine and and leg and clearly had been living outdoors and not using the rear leg for a long period of time and we were fostering him you know waiting for vet direction on what to do ultimately the leg was amputated but he had just gotten with us and yeah. him and we had Tabasco at the time and Tabasco and he were, were getting along fine. And I had Blueberry up on my lap. We were just sitting on the sofa. And Blueberry wanted to get down. He wanted to jump down. Well, I went ahead and let him jump down, not knowing, you know, what physical limitations he really had. I knew he was getting up and down off the sofa in the foster room. So I figured it'd be fine. Well, he jumped down and he must have landed on his leg in just the right position. And he screamed out in pain. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, here comes Tabasco tackling him and they become this rolling blur of blue and red fur just howling <laughs> and screeching him 
Yeah. Blueberry's trying to get away and get back to his foster room. And Tabasco just keeps tackling him. And, oh, my God, it was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. And it was all triggered by Blueberry's, you know, yowl because he had hurt himself when he got down. And I've seen it happen. Like, people will be watching some YouTube cat video. And a cat in there yowls really loud and it sets off the other cats, you know, because they hear that noise and it's like, oh, my God, what's going on? And they don't know what's going on and they'll fight each other or they'll attack you and, you know, things like that. So it can be a lot of different things. Uh, Noise, you know, sight, sound, smell can be can be any of that. So. You know, I can think of when something startles me, I kind of get this adrenaline rush. I think it may happen to everybody, but for me, for sure, when I get started like that, I I could envision that maybe that's the same in cats. Is that right? Is that kind of what's happening? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I'm not sure there's been any actual scientific studies looking at the chemistry changes in a cat when redirected aggression occurs, but you would have to assume that their nervous system worked similarly similarly to ours and, you know, releases a, a, a rush of adrenaline or maybe whatever adrenaline is in cats if it's different that, you know, just causes them to go in fight or flight mode immediately. Yeah. yeah. So what other, what other things cause redirected aggression out there? Well, you know, I, I had one of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast was because I've had a couple people reach out late lately that um, say they've accidentally hurt their cat, you know, like stepping on the tail. And now the cat is just being super aggressive to them. Well, that, that could be serious though. I mean, you think about, I'm just thinking through some of the things, you know, we we've had cats in the past that sort of have done that and boy, they could really hurt you in a situation like that. Just like me, if I have adrenaline rush and somebody comes up and taps me on the shoulder right after I just had a frightened experience, I may, and I'm very, this is very factual about me, I may turn around and hit you just because I don't, it's a reaction thing and not necessarily a thinking thing. You know, it's not something that I thought about I was going to hit you. It just turn around and boom, I do it. So how I'm you glad you that? shared that. I'm I'm gonna <laughs> keep that in mind. <laughs> How do you fix that? In cats, well, anyway. yeah. So if you know if if you have, you know, stepped on your cat's tail and and now it's being really aggressive to you because obviously it hurt and you did that, then you've got to change that association. So lots of positive associations with your cat. I'd start with treat toss. You know, you don't want to get close to it while it's still all thinking you're crazy wacko. So, you know, do treat toss, do prey play, you know, obviously first make sure your cat isn't injured and that the pain isn't continuing because, you know, this could go on forever if there's pain and that pain is associated with you, you know, like like if you punched me, you know, and that would be a gesture that's very uncharacteristic of you and painful. And it would take me a long time to be able to trust you again and maybe never, you know. Yeah. But, you know, let's hope that isn't the case with the cat. But, you know, it it's it's justified. It's understandable. And the only way to change it is to change that cat's opinion of you to regain its trust and to show them 
that, you know, you're not unpredictable. So how long does redirected aggression really last in cats? You know, is that a minute, two minutes, hours, days? Oh, years? it can be a long time. It, it can sometimes be months before they really regain composure and, and, and sometimes never. I mean, I've seen, you know, redirected aggression happen between two cats and, you know, they get to where, okay, they tolerate each other, but they're no longer laying together and aloe grooming and doing the things that they did before, you know, and it, and it also depends on how strong that level of arousal was. The stronger that level of arousal, the longer it takes. So are there steps that a cat parent should take to address the redirected aggression in them? Because, I mean, that's sort of a, you know, how do you de-escalate sort of thing? Yeah, well, it's a little different if you're dealing with cat-to-cat aggression versus cat-to-human aggression. Um, But in either case, step one is removing that cat that's upset to a calm, peaceful environment until they calm down. Um, Feel away pheromones work really well in in cases like this. That's a, you know, you uh, like a diffuser, you plug into the wall and it releases pheromones, calming pheromones to cats. Um, This is a good situation where that will help. It's not a magic wand. Can't just stick a cat in the room, plug in the pheromones and think they're going to be all refreshed and renewed by morning. But it helps. It takes the edge off. Um, So, you know, if it's cat to cat, that reintroduction process should take place. And I, Dallas Pets Alive uh, made it possible for us to do a webinar on, and I've put it on YouTube, that's, you know, introducing cats. And you've got to go listen to that because that'll give you that step-by-step process and that's really about introducing a new cat but in this case one cat's gone ballistic and he is a new cat because he's changed and so sometimes you do do actually have to go through that whole reintroduction process it's a real pain in the ass but lots of positive reinforcement you know feed meals versus free feeding because meals give you an opportunity to bond with your cats you know the cats associate you with providing the meal and okay, that person really does love me. Lots of treats, lots of prey play, all of those things your cat loves, not necessarily petting at this point because you're considered a, a scary thing and an unpredictable thing. And so, you know, this might not be the time to lavish, you know, affection on them until they've calmed down a little bit. So what about the slow blinking that you talked about in the bonding tip? Is that a way to kind of defuse things or? Yeah, that's absolutely it would be. That's a, that's a great idea. But, you know, be, be sure that you're not appearing threatening to your cat. You know, like in a shelter setting, when we deal with cats that are, you know, overstimulated because of the environment and maybe displaying redirected aggression, they're, they're in a strange environment there's lots of strange cats around they don't know where their people have gone what's happened and so they're just scared out of their wits and you walk up and they take it out on you just because you're the next closest thing so we don't want to scare the cat we kind of turn to the side so that we look smaller 
and we'll slow blink. We won't stare at the cat. We break gaze and slow blink to them and we soft talk. And, you know, the, the most important thing is to just recognize that the aggressive behavior isn't really directed at you or the other cat. It's not like that cat hates that cat now or that he's being mean. It's it's none of that. This is just an instinctual, involuntary reaction that they're having. Okay, so are there other things that could trigger redirected aggression that we haven't talked about yet? Well, uh, like the most common is I'm seeing other cats outside, but could be that they smell something strange on you, like another cat odor. Like, you know, like when I go to the shelter, I come home smelling like different cats. If Pico wasn't so amenable to other cats, that could be a problem. I remember you know, Tabasco didn't like it. I would actually change in the garage, take all my shelter clothes off in the garage, change, and and then come in so that he didn't have to smell the strange cat odors on me. Um, sometimes, too, things that you think are enrichment may actually be causing redirected aggression. Like if you put a bird feeder up at the window or squirrel feeder, sometimes just that stimulation from oh my god it's prey it's prey it's right there it's right there and they can't get to them you know it's like oh my gosh i want to get to that prey but i can't get to them sometimes that'll cause redirected aggression anytime you know that they're outside the home outside of their um their territory like the shelter or the vet office or that kind of thing they can you know they're they're very aroused and afraid of being in a new environment and they might just reach out and bite the vet when he walks up because he's so stimulated by not being home that he takes it out on the next thing it's near it. Uh, other thing is, you know, change. Any kind of novel or new situation can sometimes cause uh, lots of arousal in cats to the point of redirected aggression. And they say that Hearing high-pitched noises can cause redirected aggression. That might be why Pico's been biting our legs lately. <laughs> oh, wow. You know, I hadn't thought about that. I mean, you know, a high-pitched noise that they can hear that we can't could drive. I mean, it would drive me crazy. So I could well, see like the, driving them crazy for sure. I have to share with our listeners that we have this mystery high-pitched noise coming out of our bathroom toilet ceiling. And um, we have no idea what it is. It's not the exhaust fan. It's not the light. There's nothing up there. We have no attic. So it's a very strange phenomenon. And it and it comes and goes. And it's really high-pitched. I mean, I can hear it. And Dewey can hear it. And I'm certain Pico can hear it. It's not out of our hearing range. It's not that high. But it's very high-pitched noise. And I know it's driving me crazy. So it's got to be driving him crazy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I would think. So are there things that you can do to prevent it from ever happening, this this redirected aggression stuff? Can you do something to kind of keep that from happening? I guess close all the windows or, you know, is there things like that you suggest? Yeah, you can, you know, again, if it's between cats and you're seeing cats outside your home, then, you know, you know your cat is seeing them. So I, I would not only block the views like we discussed, but block them from crossing your yard. You know, a lot of a lot of community cats will just go on a regular path. They come across your front yard every day. 
and around to the back and towards the alley. And, you know, your cat sees that every day and that's very, very frustrating to them. Um, and, you know, try to, there's a, there's a whole bunch of deterrents you can put in your yard to deter that from happening. Like, you know, if it's in your backyard and you have a wooden fence and the cats are crawling your wooden, over your wooden fence or under it, you know, block holes, put things on the top of the fence that'll deter the cats from jumping up there and walking. Um, <laughs> they say orange peels, vats of uh, vinegar, you know, like a, a big disposable metal roasting pan of vinegar by where they're coming in. There's all kinds of things you can do to deter those outside cats from crossing your yard and in parts where you can't like if it's your front yard and there's no way to control it then you know you probably do need to put some window film up in those areas and keep things very routine and consistent and predictable in your home you know i mean you can't you can't help dropping a pan you didn't do it on purpose you can't help stepping on your cat's tail you didn't do it on purpose it's hard to prevent those things that are accidental but control the things you can you know which is try to make sure your cat you know feels safe and secure in your home environment by making sure that things remain the same and the cat isn't presented with a lot of novel stimulus wow that's all i can think of (laughs) (laughs) it's a a hard thing to prevent because it's so you know it happens so quickly and you don't often know what's going to trigger it out of the blue. Yeah. And, you know, you always do such a great job of educating people on these different subjects. And, you know, this is definitely another one, as you have done in the past, a very good job of, of you know, working through all the minute details of certain aspects. So thank you again, my beautiful love. And I'm glad we haven't had redirected aggression happening with our kitty Pico. Yeah. uh, Unless that, unless that bite in the front of our leg thing, I think that's attention seeking and you have been reinforcing it, but it could be because of the high pitched noise, but I don't think so. It's more like pay attention to me chomp on the shin thing. Yeah. So if any of you listening out there in the big cat world have any questions you'd like to have answered, about cats or topics you want to hear, um, you want to hear Molly dive into, which she does a really good job of doing, just email those to molly at cattalkradio.com. Yeah, do anything because I, I get I get here from lots of you and I really, really appreciate it. It, it helps us decide uh, what to do for the next podcast. And I also want to invite you to help support the work that we do because, you know, we provide this podcast and lots of other resources for free. And, you know, I, I work many behavior cases for free for low-income cat parents. And I do just about anything I can do to keep cats out of shelters. So, If you also care about cats, and especially shelter cats, consider sending us a gratuity donation. Or maybe you've just learned something from one of these podcasts and you want to show us how much you appreciate us. We'll help support the work that we do. It's super easy. Just go to the store at catbehaviorsolutions.org, scroll down past the products to the bottom of the store, and you might have to hit the load more button to get everything because we've got a lot of great stuff in the store right now. And there are donation amounts that you can add to your cart. Oh, and by the way, go ahead and pick up some treats. 
for positive reinforcement while you're in the store because you can yeah. go down through there and pick and choose different things just like any store and you know some of the things that Molly talks about you might be able to de-escalate with some treats or you mm -hmm. know really uh interesting you know things with some of those treats that will help you and your cat bond better so you know we've just start carrying that vitacraft treat uh, stuff in there and you know that store and and that company is just amazing company they've been in business a long time 100 years or something right yeah a long time and they really do make the best treats and there's a wide variety and we're carrying them all so um definitely go check that out in the store lots of opportunity to, for positive reinforcement i use them in the shelters it's it's pretty much exclusively what we use in shelters for that reason because so many cats love their treats so yeah check that out yeah and they're the best i mean really molly does use that a lot and every time she goes on a consult she takes it to the to those folks and you know it really becomes a, a game changer and a lot of communication with your your kitty and i see it you know, because I'm not directly involved in all that. I just kind of am a standby watching person. <laughs> I can tell you that that Vitacraft treat stuff is good. <laughs> so, so all those proceeds from the store support the nonprofit work that we do. We sure, be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram too. This is mm -hmm. all volunteer-based podcast to help you take better care of your cat and increase the bond between you. And we're going to keep doing that as long as shelter, shelter euthanasia, euthanasia is, is the, the number, number one, one cause, cause of death, death in cats. cats. Thanks for tuning in with us today. And thank you, my love, for, for being here as a co-host of the show. And until next time, everybody, keep calm and purr on. Goodbye, everybody. You can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. Through this educational radio show, behavior consultations, seminars, and articles, Cat Behavior Solutions intercepts cat behavior problems in the home, reducing the number of cats who are surrendered to shelters. Make a donation at catbehaviorsolutions.com. That's catbehaviorsolutions.com. Looking for products that address specific cat behavior issues? On our website, cattalkradio.com, you'll find things that will create enrichment in the environment for your cat. Toys that will reduce boredom, the world's best and safest nail clippers, and much more. All proceeds support our mission, reducing the number of cats surrendered to shelters. Stop by the site and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop. Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend.